There's a conspiracy afoot that's pulling the world into darkness. Information is the new battlefield. Propaganda, disinformation, and media manipulation dominate the minds of the public. Join us on the Dark to Light Show as we remove the head of the snake and expose media censorship, social and cultural engineering, and the unfolding global conspiracy of the New World Order. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price. Uh, it is just me today. Got Josh is on the road heading to Kansas City this weekend, and I'll be joining him tomorrow. Uh, his uh, travels take him out of pocket a little earlier than me. But anyway, you got me today, and, uh, well, that's how the world rolls, right? You're going to do it, and uh, we're going to enjoy our time today. Uh, there was a, an article went out uh, about, you know, that uh, John Perrier uh, whatever her name is, uh, Sideshow Bob from The Simpsons. Uh, she was, uh, this individual was celebrated. And I, and that's, that's, that's the end of the article. That was the entire thing. But my, my point, uh, what I want to point out to you is as a conservative or someone who has discernment in their heart, and I, and I know that we, we use the word conservative, we throw it around, we're right winger, extremists, you know. Uh, I remember Aunt Hillary was on a, on a, a little uh, show or interview, she's like, "Oh, there needs to be deprogramming of that, the 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 dog, the tail wagging the dog." And I, I first thought of the movie Wag the Dog, and I thought, "Well, she is telling us exactly how this all works." Now, of course, she's blaming it on us, those of us that have discernment in our heart. And I say discernment because I was in Wellington last night. I don't know. Uh, I mentioned it uh, on my show that I was heading down to Wellington last night to the uh, GO, uh, Wellington GOP meeting. And what a, what a great bunch of people to be a part of last night. It, it was uh, every chair was full in this uh, the the um, church we were at, and was a really great event. Uh, Glenn, who runs that down there, is the kind of the head guy. He is a real patriot. He really has the heart for his country. But anyway, going back, we, we talked about discernment. We talked about understanding that now that you know there's a problem, you have to face it. You have to deal with it. You have to be held accountable. Well, this is a problem for us because when we see John Perrier Water, whatever her, her, whatever she is, uh, when we see this individual who, again, has to be female, she has to be black, she has to be gay, she has to be a liberal, she has to be all these things to get all these checkboxes just to get the job. So the qualifications are very, very rigorous. These are, these are obviously based on uh, appearances only, which is profiling or prejudice. And in reality, we're not using our brains, we're not using intellect, we're not using leaders, we're putting people in there that are shiny objects. Well, going back to why the GOP in, in, down in Sumner County was so important last night, is that we talked about discernment. We talked about how you, you know, as a, you, if you have, if those of you that have had a father in your life, uh, this is, this is a thing, right? So you have discernment, you have pause, or someone in your life told you, hey, quit putting your booger hook in your nose all the time. Uh, you know, quick, you know, itching your butt, right? These are things that dads say, and or men say around. You know, it's like, what are you doing? Stop doing that. Well, anyway, moving on. This discernment, right? Well, when you hear of uh, Jean Perrier Water, the the sideshow Bob that does the press thingy, 
um, this individual was celebrated, and we we're like, like celebrated. So you're celebrating mediocrity, and this is where we don't do this as conservatives. We don't do this as people that have discernment because we realize that celebrating breathing that's not a that's not an accomplishment. I mean, it really isn't. That's that's a standard operating procedure. You know, to to have fluid in your eyes, right? To to have slobber in your mouth, to you know, to do the with your nose, right? This is these are all just I don't need to be celebrated for that. But see, this is where we get confused and it causes us to pause, right? We we look at these these individuals out there and you know, they're getting their little flags out and they're getting their little costumes on and their face paint and you know, the the only thing between that, you know, this just this just a it's just a joke, right? Well, we think of it as a joke, but they take it seriously. Mediocrity, just the idea that you exist, is your gold medal, is your gold star for the day, is your superiority. You have accomplished so much just by bothering to get out of bed. And that's the difference. I mean, guys, you could break down, hey, you know, they like abortions, they like this, they like that. Well, see, they, they celebrate things that are not to be celebrated, these should not be something that you check a calendar like, oh, I can't wait. You know, we got Juneteenth coming up. And I'm not putting down the fact that there are stupid things that we have done to each other on this earth. We've had two world wars. Trust me. Slavery? Really, guys? That's what we're going to fight about? You're not going to worry about the six million Russian men who were killed in the First World War alone? Six million Russian men were killed in the First World War alone. And I'm not, I'm not, you know, I'm not plotting Russia, but remember, they were our allies. See, this is the part where we forget about who it really, who really our buddies are when it comes to the bombs and the blood. But what I'm talking about is that we have, we've had things in our past that we should be horrified by, but we celebrate these little things. We're celebrating that, you know, okay, well, this happened, so let's make a holiday for it. Well, this happened, so let's make a holiday for it. Well, we've got enough holidays. I, I remember when I, as I worked for the Department of Defense contract, and I was doing the contracting for them, and again, this is almost two decades of my life. I remember the fact, it was like, <laughs> yeah, great. There's like 52 holidays. There's a literally a holiday almost for every day, every every week of the year. When it comes to federal holidays, and if you think I'm kidding, you're not paying attention. Because when it comes to military and stuff like that, they are actually closed even more than the banks are. Oh yeah, the federal employees, you, they talk about how they're putting the time in, but it's not. It's not happening. And I look forward to that, because I got paid just the same whether the federal government was open or closed, you know, being on salary. But the sad part of it is, is I always had to build all that into my schedule. And we celebrate mediocrity. We celebrate this less than. I mean, you look at things like the Arc de Triomphe that's in Paris. Well, whether that was built by the Tartarians or whether that was built 2,000 years ago or, or 30,000 years ago. And the reason I could say that, folks, is I want to challenge you. How many houses can you drive through a neighborhood and see the guttering falling off the house? And yet there are these stone structures that I do not know how they source the stone, carve the stone, stack the stone. 
I have laser theatolite tied into satellite machines that will get me into the the gnat's butt of a you know whatever you know a, a thousandth of an inch. But yet these these gentlemen walking around with mules and horses and oxen and a rock and a stick chiseled out squared precise interlocking stackable stones on a foundation that I have houses and buildings I've gone into and I've had to repair the foundations I've I always up to my foundation because I know how great a, how necessary a foundation is. In fact, there's a, if I remember right, there's a library in Philadelphia that was sinking into the ground because they had forgot to put enough foundation under the library that when they loaded the bri- the books into the library, the building started to sink. I think it's in Philadelphia. It's in Pennsylvania somewhere. It was back east. So the idea is that when we look at what we celebrate as mediocrity, we have things that we look around. We have the Parthenons, and we have all these different ancient structures around us. And then we're over here talking about how we're killing it as a human being. I mean, like, think about it. You, you can't even keep your blade on your lawnmower sharp. You can't keep the lawnmower running most days. we got fuel that tears the insides out of these machines because that's part of the planned obsolescence. We don't want your mower lasting a lifetime. you got to go buy one every three to five years. That way we keep producing more mowers. And this is selfishness. This is this is a con. So it's a you've been you've been hoodwinked. So you've been blindfolded. You've been blinded to the truth. Hoodwinked means to be blinded or be, to have your eyes uh, covered. But as we think about the mediocrity of the John Perrier Water sideshow Bob that had some appreciation dinner or whatever it was, appreciation for what showing up and doing your job. I don't know. I mean, why don't we just start doing that with, uh, we'll give, uh, you know, happy McDonald's day off or something. I mean, McDonald's employees day off. I mean, this is a, this is absolutely ludicrous. And this is why we don't understand. This is why we don't get along is because some of them want to just be patted on the head for the fact that they breathe. And the other of us are saying, do something. And then I'll see if I think it's worth celebrating. And we don't think of it that way, but we do have a commercial break coming up here. This is the world where you have to decide which side you want to be on. Do you want to celebrate mediocrity? Do you want to celebrate just breathing? Or do you want to actually celebrate those that champion and do things that are amazing for the world around us? You pick which side you want to be on. All right, guys, commercial break coming up. We'll be right back. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, I'm your host, Jim Price, here on the Dark Delight Show. Welcome back, everybody, and thank you so much for tuning in to WYSL. That's what we're doing here. Well, we do have have some reversal uh, things going on, and obviously... This is this is, I mean, it's just be it's just become an issue. It really hasn't been a problem all along. Uh, the the pedo in chief has decided to go ahead and uh, suspend twenty six federal laws to go ahead and throw up seventeen miles. Let's see, seventeen miles into twenty six. Uh, that's a lot of laws broken per mile. If you really want to do the math on that, that's uh, you're looking at a what a one and a, one and a half mi- uh, one and a half laws for every mile. Well, this is the the problem that the the pedo in chief decided that he's going to go ahead and throw up 17 miles of this. 
But you do have to remember that back in August of last year, that the the Biden regime or Biden administration actually sold off Trump's wall, uh, what do you call it, pieces and parts, uh, the different panels. So the Biden administration sold off all the panels that were prefabbed and waiting to be constructed, sold them off to scrap. And this was 300 that we paid, you and I, you and I, uh, you and I paid $300 million to contractors for this material, all documented, all shown where it was refined, how it was manufactured, how it was assembled, all that delivered by the by American contractors. $300 million was spent some years ago, and it was sold at auction for $2 million. And guys, if you don't understand government, that right there is the greatest lesson of all. When you think about that three times that money $300 million. Well, see, the federal government's only taking in, what, 10% of your paycheck? Now, they don't take the whole third. So you look at that. So that means that we had to have made $3 billion to be able to give them enough taxes to spend $300 million to then sell it for $2 million. Do you see the math on that? We made $3 billion so we could give them $300 million in taxes so they could turn around and sell what we bought with they bought with our money they could sell it for 2 million bucks i mean this is the absolute this is absolute lunacy you understand why you feel weird why you feel like things aren't right why you're kind of off like this doesn't make a lot of sense this explanation right here this this whole social justice virtue signaling whatever you want to call these people they have they're breaking 26 federal laws just to put up 17 miles but we could have actually just finished what it was and by the way as a general contractor for the department of defense when they put you on hold you still get all your admin you get all your admin fees paid for as if the admin is still working on the project you still get overhead and so when the potato in chief went out there and told everybody that Oh, you know, I'm going to stop that border wall construction. Well, the millions and hundreds of millions of dollars that were spent on an idle contract, it was exceeding what? Was it 10 times what it would have been to finish it? And now we're seeing this effort to go back in. And suddenly, suddenly we found some money within the federal government, not within the DOD, but within the federal government. But the other part of it is, is that they know that they have they have been able to track just in the southern border, not Canada, not the East Coast, not the Gulf of Mexico, not the Pacific Ocean, not coming in on airplanes, not in shipping containers through the docks, just in the southern border alone. We have they have, quote unquote, recorded seven million illegal federal law breaking individuals, seven million Law-breaking individuals came into our country over the last two and a half years. Now, guys, I don't know if I could invite 7 million people to an event and get them all to show up. But yet, somehow, some way, these countries, these people leave these worn-torn, poverty-stricken countries, and there's 7 million of them happen to find their way to America. But we're missing Hundreds of thousands of children. We have no idea 
and we went to check up on them and try to find those children, and they have gone missing. But that's not a problem, is it? Oh, Sound of Freedom. We already forgot about that whole movie, didn't we? We forgot about that for a minute. We, we all cried, and we got over it, right? We just moved on. Next shiny object. Next shiny object. Sir, I need another shiny object. Uh, what do you got there? Oh, McCarthy's going to get fired. Oh, shiny object. Woo! Trump's case is falling apart, so don't pay attention to that. Oh, shiny object. McCarthy's getting fired. Woo! But see, this is what we do. This is the, this is the path that we're on. That we don't even realize the sound of freedom is already just kind of a fart in the wind. What do you mean, child trafficking? That was so two months ago. Guys, I had just flown up to Detroit and spoke at the, the, the event for child trafficking. I just was there. You know, and, and I had some of you guys, actually had some of you guys show up to it. It was actually really great. Some of the people from uh, Buffalo came down. And this is what I'm talking about is like how easily we forget the shiny object of things. Now, where's our discernment saying that we don't let go of these things? We don't allow these things to happen in our world or our country. But this is what we're going to do. And this is how dumb this is. Guys, let me tell you, if they said that they are putting together a, they're going to go ahead and build the wall, right? They're going to build 17 miles, which is not very much, obviously. They're going to build 17 miles of it. The, the amount of effort that had to start to get these contracts written, executed, allocated the money, did all these things, this started six months ago. I'm telling you right now, I know this world. I know these people. And they don't do anything fast because they don't have to. There's no accountability to it. They're getting a federal paycheck. They're not beholden to profitability. They're not beholden to production. production. They're not beholden to saving money. They're just beholden to make sure that the I's are dotted, the T's are crossed, and you are lied to. That's it. That's their entire job. They just make sure the paperwork's really nice and neat, looks really good. They've problem-solved all the way through it. There's no sense of urgency. The deadlines are only because they don't want the contractor taking too long, not because they give a crap. They really don't care. If you ask for a time extension, they'll give it to you. They'll give you another year. Because what they'll do is they'll go back and ask for more money for the contract administrators, the project managers on that side, the inspectors, the engineers, and then they'll extend it out. So it looks like they have more work they have to do. But in reality, the workload's less. It's just strung out. It's like uh, you know, putting a smearing a little bit of butter on a on a piece of toast. You get a lot of butter. It's real thick, and you can see it. Right? It's get real busy. But they just put a little bit, and they just oh, I got twelve projects. Look how busy I am. But there's nobody doing anything on them. I live that world. But to say that this wall is going to be suddenly built, this wall is going to suddenly go up because, oh, hey, let's go, let's go get that, uh, let's go ahead and get that, let's get that wall up there. Oh, okay, boss. All right, let's do 17 miles. Go. Mm-mm. That wasn't last Monday. That wasn't this Monday. It takes months and months and months for this stuff to go off. That's what was frustrating Trump for so long about the whole border wall, uh, the financing and all that. You know, supposedly that's what they're going after Steve Bannon for, right? Is because of of his uh, misdealings with private money to put up a public wall. I don't really think it's anybody's business. If you collected private money, I don't care how you collected it. And I don't care what you spend on hotels or whatever. That's on you. But it's not the federal government's business. And for them to try to get involved again... We're, we're looking for people like that instead of the individuals who did the things they did to me. I mean, guys, 
I, I know the judge who signed the, you know, the no-knock warrant on my house. He's a, he was a friend of mine. In fact, just a couple months ago, he came up and shook my hand at Jimmy's Diner. And this is a real thing. This is the real world, folks. This is the world you live in, where they're going to lie to you, and you're going to pay for it. You're going to pay for it. That's okay, right? I mean, come on. It's just money. It's just fiat currency. It's just denim dollars. It's just another zero. What does it really matter? We're at almost $200 trillion of unsecured liabilities right now. Just that's what we've signed up for. That's what the payments we've signed up for, guys. $200 trillion. Go up, go and look at usdebtclock.org. usdebtclock.org. Don't, I look at them all the time. I go over there and look at it. It's a free website. You can look at all kinds of stuff on there. It's a pretty, pretty neat little thing. They've, uh, they auto-tabulate uh, everything from car production to energy to gold manufacturing and purchasing. It's really kind of neat. But the first page you go to, it really has a lot on there. And you look down there in the bottom right-hand corner, and it talks about like $193 or $194 trillion in unsecured liabilities. Liabilities means... It's on your books. It may not, you know, it may not be going to pay on right now, but she's coming due. You remember that six, uh, six months no interest on that couch you bought? That's the kind of stuff I'm talking about. That interest in that payment's coming. It's coming, and that train ain't going to stop. But that's okay, right? But you're going to make sure that you're going to celebrate or make fun of the, the potato in chief over there because he's going to put up some 17 miles of wall, but also break laws doing it. Now, Nancy Pelosi fought it because we were going to put it up on our land and do it our way. Oh, oh, oh clutch my pearls. Oh, 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 oh. But yet, here it is. We're going to go ahead and just break a bunch of laws. We're going to walk all over some tribal land. Yeah, pff, you know, tribal land. We, you know, yeah, whatever. A treaty, treaty. Who cares? It's just a contract. Kind of like that contract called a Declaration of Independence and a Constitution. The contract that they have with you, because you don't know the contract, so they'll abuse you all they want. And that's what they do. And this is how it works. And then they'll take their your money and they'll sue you with it while you're going to try to defend yourself with what money you have left over, what reputation you have left over. This is why you don't feel right. This is why things feel odd to you. And this guy going around talking about, oh, you know, I'm gonna I'm gonna put this wall up for you. Really? Really? Now? That's, uh, yeah, this is not, and by the way, before we go to the the bottom of the hour, you know, Sam Bakeman, uh, with a hyphenated last name, Freed, is going to trial. Did you guys even know about that? He's in trial this week. Yeah, that's all right. Shiny objects. Let's worry about uh, McCarthy. All right, guys, got a virtual break. Grab me up here on WYSL. Don't go nowhere. We'll be back in a minute. Dark Delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back, everybody, to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, uh, Jim Price here, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in on your lunch hour. I'm trying to make it digestible. I'm trying to get you through things. I want you to be better. You know that. You know I'm doing this because if you don't know it, then you're going to be a victim. And I do not, do not stand for that. I cannot believe it. I do do want to make the announcement. I know that a lot of you guys uh, track... Uh, Chicago, but looks like Dick Buckus uh, died uh, overnight in Malibu. Uh, he was 80 years old. So those of you guys that uh, understood or saw or grew up with a guy named Dick Buckus, you might remember him, the Bears. 
they may have been a thorn in your side, but you know what? At least they made it fun. And uh, he was one of those guys out there that will be, uh, well, you know, he, he, was a, he was a heck of a guy to be around. He was a leader and decided to be that man, and he has passed on. So uh, condolences to his family and his fans that were out there. But anyway, uh, there's a couple of things going to be going on about this whole wall thing that I know you guys, if you guys really get into it, you're not going to feel as good as you thought you did about the success of what we have and have not done. But anyway, we do have, uh, <clears throat> let's see what else we got. Uh, let's see, Beto O'Rourke is upset with the border wall. So remember that guy, the Irish, the Irish white Spanish guy, Beto, what? Be yeah, that guy. Remember he was going to be president of the United States and we're going to come and take your, your AR-14s or whatever he said, something really intelligent, which I, you know, I can't believe he's not part of our world, but he just keeps popping his... His little like uh, his little little prairie dog head up there, you know, and then uh, as a as a good rancher, we should always you know pop the little head off those guys because we don't want our horses or cattle turning an ankle. But that little groundhog, he just pops up and pops up, and now he's scolding, he's scolding Uncle Joe, yeah, Uncle Joe, you you lied to me, you told me you would be different, it was it wasn't going to be the same. And then you know who else? What you other the crybaby decided to show up as well? Well, that's AOC, uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortezio, the lady who showed up to a, an acting call, a open call for actors, and she now plays a congressman. I have been the youngest congressman uh, ever elected to the House, and I. Uh, all 90% of all my campaign money came from other states than New York. You guys know that, right? When she, yeah, but she's your guys' representative, so this is on you. That's right. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. AOC is your girl. Good job. I know it's, I get it. I know it's New York that voted her in. But literally, guys, 90% of the money that she has raised has been from outside of New York. So somebody's pumping money into this chick. And I will tell you, her makeup uh, and her stylist, something, they have been tuning it up. I mean, they've been giving her the old, uh, maybe they've been doing the the acid peel or something with the, a little bit of Botox. Because she's getting that China doll face, man. There's just no wrinkle crinkles in her. Uh, and guys... Let me ask. Let me ask you this, and and this is to the guys and women. You can chime in, you know, if you can after we're done. But listen, when have you ever been just out, and you're like, you know what, that lady's skin is so smooth, and her makeup is so well blended with the shadow lines along her nose and her cheekbones, and the eyeliner is just on point. I want to have babies with her. Now, girls. Don't, don't, it's the boys' turn now. I'm talking to the guys. I mean, seriously, guys, when have you been out? I mean, you're out at the state fair. You're out at a concert. You're out, you know, I don't know, looking for somebody in Walmart, looking for the old dating app called Walmart, you know, aisle, aisle 22 or whatever it is. They're going to the produce looking for a Fruit Loop. Uh, when have you ever thought, men, when have you like, oh my, did you see how evenly the, the her her I mean the concealer was amazing. I cannot wait to have babies with her. 
And now, girls, you can go ahead and call me a whatever you want to call me, but that's fine. But I, I tell you, I think we've really missed the point. Because I know that when Ellen writes me these letters, I look at the recipe on the card she sends me. And I think of, this is what, this is what it's supposed to be like. A handwritten letter and with a recipe involved. That this is what men, like this is what I was like, man, I got a recipe from her. This is great. I didn't think about whether her concealer or eyeliner was on point, whether her, whether her, you know, whatever forehead wrinkle wasn't there anymore because she put enough botulism into her muscles that causes paralyzation. And I get it. Okay. And I understand there's insecurities and things, but my, you know, guys, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying, I was asking the men that question women because I wanted them to answer it because you guys think that this is the stuff that we're chasing down, but we're not. See, girls, I don't think you realize, but you dress for other girls. You don't dress for men. See, men have a different idea of beauty than what women display. Now, we do find you attractive in things that you put on and things that you wear and the way you wear your hair up or you wear your hair down or the things that you do. We, we get it. But at the same time, why is it that your guy looks at you longingly because you're wearing his T-shirt in the kitchen? Why is he looking at you longingly because you put his slippers on to go around the house? Why does your man look at you as you're making coffee and hand him the first cup from the pot? What's that got to do with your eyeliner? See, this is where we've all got two shot two up in the in the whole uh the whole business of shiny objects, right? Now I get it. We like bass boats cuz it's got glitter in the paint. We get it. It's got a big motor, makes loud noises and got flashy glitter. Burr, burr, burr. I get it. But at the same time, you know, a guy likes an old truck with a beat-up door on it. A guy likes a truck that's got a little mud on the side of it. And that's okay. See, there's those preferences out there. But too many times, I think we real, we just race past what is the beauty inside of us. And I know I went off on AOC because, you know, she's had some work done or whatever it is. And she's really got that China doll skin all nice and smooth. And like I said, I just don't know if we're actually chasing down the right elements of beauty. Because I tell you what, uh, there's something to be said about some... Uh, what, is the, what is that uh, orange... Uh, I, and I've talked about this before. The You know, the uh, mandarin oranges with a little bit of jello and the whipped cream in it. I mean, that's like an orange jello thing, dessert thing or whatever. And then there's the ambrosia. I think it's ambrosia. It's got the coconut and the walnuts and the marshmallows and all that in there. Both of those. I'm telling you, that orange salad thing, oh... Man, you want to make I, I hey I will I will eat all of it. I don't care how much you brought. I don't care how many people were looking forward to it. That orange marmal the orange um, uh, mandarin oranges with the orange Jello with the with the whipped cream in there. Oh, breathtaking! I mean, what, guys, we talk about this all the time. You know, cooking with butter, cooking with lard, cooking with tallow, doing things that basically, I've asked this, I have asked this, and I have asked this, and I have asked this. Can I just get an Oreo cookie that has cocoa, lard, some salt, some uh, baking powder, and then some icing in the middle of it, like that doesn't have all the, the chemicals? How hard is it that, how hard is Oreo or Nabisco working? to come up with fictitious chemicals that create a cookie-like substance that tastes like a cookie, 
but it's not a cookie at all. How much money are they? I will pay an extra buck or two for Oreos that are made like an Oreo was intended. I guarantee you when Oreos were created, by the way, Oreos are the number one cookie in in, uh, England. I don't know if you guys knew that or not. But anyway, Oreos, I mean, even Chips Ahoy. Why can't it just be flour and lard and some salt and some baking soda and some chocolate chips made from cocoa and milk? And that's it. Because I know that's what the original recipe was. And do you guys know what the, you know, the Toll House, Toll House chocolate chip cookie story is? Do you guys know that one? I'm going off on uh, nostalgic stuff right now. So you just, just put up with it. I don't want to hear it. The uh, Toll House cookie was actually a, a woman who was running a bed and breakfast, running, running a, a, a house for, you know, they, she'd rent out the rooms by nights or weeks or months. And uh, she, was, she was late on getting dinner. And she was waiting for the, I think it was a roast or something that she was cooking to finish. And everybody was waiting at the table because she was delayed. And so she, ha- she had some dough and she had these chunks of chocolate. And she bothered to take and make these little cookies and then serve them to the guests prior to dinner. And they were such a hit that that became a request of the Toll House. The Toll House, where if you went to the Toll House, her cookies were amazing. Her cookies were amazing because they have chocolate chips in it, little chunks of chips in there. Little, not the little dabs of chocolate chips like we think today, like the Hershey Kiss shape. These were chunks of chips, like you broke them all up. And they thought it was so fantastic. Well, when, when they were going to buy them out, they were going to get bought out, the agreement to sell out the Toll House cookie recipe, it was required that on the back of the Toll House chocolate chips would be the Toll House chocolate chip cookie recipe and that was a requirement that that was published on the back of there as a part of the sell of the recipe for the cookies so too many times we we race past the idea that hey what would chocolate chips be like with just cocoa and some uh, cocoa butter and and some a little bit of sugar in there what would that be like what would it be like if we had an oreo that was literally an oreo that had a cocoa cookie with icing that's made from, you know, confectioner sugar and so the little stuff, right? A little bit of lard, a little confectioner sugar, a little bit of salt, makes a nice little icing in the middle. Not a lot, but enough. And then there's another cookie on the side. Why is that? Why is my request not, why is that so hard? Why is it Nabisco thinks that that is a bridge too far for them? What is the cost differential that I need to pay to quit getting crap in a bag on the shelf in the aisle of a grocery store? You can't even go to Whole Foods and get an Oreo that doesn't have crap in it. Oh, that's right. Oh, I know. It sounds crazy. But what if we just had real food? What if we had just real people? What if we weren't so worried about what Angelina Jolie was doing with her sunken in face and all that stuff? What if we didn't do all those things? What if we were aged naturally? I have a few wrinkles. I got some I got some I got some pothole miles on my I got some city streets. Right? All right, guys. <laughs> well it sounds like we've got a commercial break coming up here in WYSL, guys. Give me that cookie. I'll see you guys in a minute. Dark delight on the WYSL stations. All right, welcome back to the Dark Delight Show. I'm your host, Jim Price, and that's right, we are talking about cookies. So you know what? 
if you're wanting to hear the doom and gloom, if we're all going to die because that's how it works. Nobody gets out alive. Well, not today, Satan. We're doing cookies right now. Uh, by the way, you know what the leading cause of death is, right, guys? I mean, I want to make sure we're all on the same page here. The leading cause of death is birth. What you do between, that's up to you. So start living your life one day Every day being better than you were the day before, and that is my soapbox for today. Um, again, this is a this is a thing where you guys have to understand. There's so many opportunities for success. Um, there's so many opportunities for this, you know, this thing that we can live a better life. But uh, that you get like you're you're missing it, right? You're racing past because you're so busy. You're so busy. Okay, let me ask you something. Who told you? Who told you? Specifically, you. You don't you listen. You 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 know I'm talking to you. I'm looking right at you. You can see me in your mind's eye. I'm looking at you. I'm pointing my finger at you. Who told you that at the end of the day you are not supposed to be exhausted when you hit the pillow? Who told you that you were not supposed to have exerted all the energy you could in your day? Who told you that getting up in the morning? should be like the hardest part of your day. Who 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 wrote that? I, I need to know, because uh, when I got my contract for life and I was filling it out, you know, I'm doing all the, you know, initial here, initial there, sign here, notarize there. Um, I don't remember in my contract where it said, boy, just lifting, lifting my head off the pillow will be the hardest part of my day. And yet we all run around going, oh, I just, uh, I'm just, uh, I just don't want to. It's a lot of energy. I'm just, uh, oh, it's just too tough. Haven't we talked about here on this show that gravity, the idea of the negative charge of the atmosphere and the positive charge of the earth, charge of the earth, creating gravity, sucking you to the earth, that gravity, that pull down, the suck of gravity makes you who you are. The struggle that you have to exert, to keep your body upright, that is what makes you successful. That's what makes you you. So what makes you think that just lifting your head off the pillow was the toughest part of your day and it should be the hardest part of your day? Who said you weren't supposed to get a bloody knuckle once in a while? Who said you weren't supposed to have a bruise? Who says you weren't supposed to have sore knees? The thing is, is that when you stop moving, when you stop gaining ground, you are heading towards the box. And that box is the, the is that box, you know, the one they put in the vault in the ground and put the concrete lid on top of, and you're inside there with a little bolted little casket thing. By the way, that the whole thing is really kind of bothers me. They put you in a metal box and they bolt it shut. And then they put you inside of a concrete box and they put a concrete lid on it. And then they put six feet of dirt on top of that. Really? I'm going in a drawer, guys. I'm going in a drawer. I'm doing the mausoleum thing. In fact, I want to build my own because I don't. I just want to. I don't. I want. I want a drawer. I don't want to be in the ground. I don't. Why? Why do I want to be in the ground? I really don't. I'm just. This is my personal thing. But anyway, who told you guys? Who? I want. If you have gotten a contract in life somewhere. When you were negotiating the contract for life, that the hardest part of your day, I want you guys to read the clause in there that says the hardest part of your day would be lifting your head off the pillow. And I want to know you. I want to announce your name and celebrate your your achievement that that is the struggle. That's the only struggle you have to incur in your entire life. Because I also have horror. I'm going to have huge amount of sympathy for you. Because I can't imagine that that's the only thing you get to talk about. Oh, you know, the hardest part of my day is it's getting the head off the pillow. 
I mean, that's what I really struggle. That's the, that's the really me. That's where I'm really shining. You know, I just shine right there. I lift my, that sounds like a Democrat, doesn't it? That sounds like a liberal who wants to put metal posts in their face and, and, and do all this weird stuff to their bodies. Oh yeah, that's the hardest part of my day. I'm trying to get a high score on, you know, on Gallagher, you know. <laughs> Come on, guys. The idea that we struggle makes us amazing. And if the wind is not at your face, you are flowing with the wind, which means you are not living life with purpose. You are not living life with purpose. If the wind is at your back and you're free sailing, the hardest part of your day is getting your head off the pillow. That's your struggle. Whoo, boy, hate to see you with a hangnail. That was that three, two, two, three weeks. You're just out. You can't even you can't even get off the pillow because that hangnail is just too much for you. You got to have the nurse roll you around because your bed sores on your butt because you just sit there all day. Life is worth living. Go out and live it. Go out and walk until you're so tired that you're not even sure if you can get back and then keep walking. Because you know what you can do? You can keep walking. It's amazing how much more resilience, how much more strength, how much these things that you have inside of you could grow and establish a better you. Imagine what we could do if we actually worked to exhaustion, because I'm going to tell you right now, you're not exhausted. I mean, guys, I, I do a lot of public speaking. I do a lot of these events. And when I go out of town, I, it takes me two or three, four days to get and get, kind of get caught back up in my sleep because I don't stop when I'm out of town. That's when I'm working my hardest. I work, when I wake up in the morning till I lay my bed, head on my bed at night, I'm answering and doing this exact show, this exact information. I'm having one-on-one conversations with people who are coming to me with things that they need to understand better, and I'm, I'm constantly thinking that way. And I'm pushing myself, and I do say there are times that I'm so exhausted it just – I am. I'm mentally, I'm emotionally, I'm just exhausted. But you know what I do the very next day? I get up and go again. Because that's what we have to do. If we're not willing to put it all on the line, we're not willing to put our all on the altar of freedom and liberty. I mean, seriously, what are you doing this for? Oh, you know, I, I, I listen to Glenn Beck and I listen to Jeff Bon, Dan Bonzino, all those guys. That's, that's, all, that's my level of liberty right there. That's it. I'm slaying it. I listen. Well, what about when they come and they take your neighbor's house from them or your neighbor's guns from them or they start banging on your door? Do you think listening and not participating was enough? Do you think that just, you know, hanging out, was that enough? Or do you need to be the person, now that I've actually pointed these things out, you need to be the person that actually puts effort behind it. I was talking to a 90-year-old lady at the event last night in Wellington, Kansas, and she was like, oh, thank you for coming. It was really great. And I'm like, wow, thank you for being here. I gave her a hug. And, I mean, she was 80 pounds soaking wet. If I'd have thrown a wet blanket on her, it would have doubled her weight. Like this lady was, and she and she's like, and I said, well, are you going to go and you're going to go to the county commission meeting and, and you're going to tell them about you know, this, this property tax thing? Oh, they don't want to hear from me. I said, no, 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 no. Don't you limit yourself. Don't you hold back. Oh, I can do that? Oh, yes, you can. Well, why would they want to hear from me? Because you have experience. You are the ones that they're afraid of because if you guys actually come together and start going to the city council meetings, you go into county commission meetings, and you start showing up in numbers, and you keep saying, listen, I know your dad, and I know where you went to school, and I know that you 
know better than this. I know you have discernment in your heart. And you call them out. And if they're only giving you three minutes, well, shame on them because that's not how it works. But take that three minutes every single meeting to hold them accountable. And she was inspired last night at 90 years of age. And in fact, one of the congressmen that was there last night, we had two congressmen uh, from Kansas at that meeting last night. And one of us said, well, I'll come get you if you want to go. And I bet you they'd give you 15 minutes. She goes, oh, what would I say for 15 minutes? I said, well, you write down five things, of things that you do not approve of in your government, and then you talk about them for two minutes apiece, and that'll be enough. Oh, I could do that. But imagine, imagine if we were all doing that. Well, imagine if they had two and three and four hours of people three minutes at a time over and over and over and over and over and over, hour after hour after hour, saying, listen, you're a tool, quit screwing around, quit abusing me, and I will not stand for this anymore. Imagine if you had hours of people standing there, because if you're retired, then why aren't you there? Well, I'm busy. I got, I got, you know, ah, ah. no, this is your country too. And until your last dying breath, until the last moment that you have on this earth, it should be fought for freedoms and liberties. Because there were people before you that gave their all, gave everything they had for that, right? So what makes it different for you? Why can't you lay it all on the line? Why can't you show your worth by saying, this is what I'm willing to sacrifice? Who is next? Guys, you've always been the answer. Remember that the Constitution limits the government, but never limits you. Guys, remember the 10% you do for your neighbor, community, city, county, state, the federal government. The more you do for them, the less they have to do for you. Learn how to be selfless and not so damn selfish. The world will be a far better place. Guys, we have always been that answer. Do not forget that. Do not forget that. I'm Jim Price, The Dark Light Show. We'll see you guys on Monday. Bye-bye.